Welcome to the house of the dragon lore. So there's a quote from Amelia Clark that um, I don't know if it's old, but I'm thinking it's probably new. And it's pretty funny, so I thought it'd be interesting and I'd read it out to you guys. Um, it's about the wig that she wore as Daenerys Targaryen. While she may never return to Westeros or her beloved character Daenerys Targaryen, she has seen promotional images for HBO's upcoming prequel to Game of Thrones titled House of the Dragon. And she said, I think it's glorious. It's trippy as fuck to see my wig everywhere. Clark said of the iconic white blonde she rocked for eight seasons. That's why they didn't give it to me when I left. Matt Smith is wearing it. <laughs> Apparently she wanted the wig when they finished filming Game of Thrones. But for some reason, she never did get it. And that was the only thing that she actually wanted. So the HBO Max content chief Casey Bloy said that House of the about House of the Dragon that it looks spectacular so far and he confirmed that House of the Dragon is the only Game of Thrones spin-off currently in production. Whilst Flea Bottom, Nine Voyage and 10 and 10,000 ships are in development. So that's pretty cool. I mean, well, I guess he's going to say that regardless because he's not going to say, oh, it looks horrible. But like it is hopeful. I mean, if it's better than Game of Thrones and we're in for a pretty big treat and it's going to be amazing. But I mean, it has dragons. So how bad can it get? I just hope they don't like rush things like they did in the last season of Game of Thrones and no characters got any time to be developed or anything like that. But um, I have some hope for it, and I'm still very excited for the show. So today, my dra- the dragon that I'm going to be talking about is Vagar. And um, Vagar plays a very important part in House of the Dragons. And seeing that she had such a long life, um, I'm going to do it in two parts. So this is part one. Um, and here we go. Vagar was one of the OG dragons of House Targaryen. She was significantly experienced for the battles of war. She hatched on Dragonstone during the Century of Blood and was ridden by the ultimate warrior princess of House Targaryen, Queen Visenya, during Aegon's conquest. Vagar was a she-dragon named after one of the Valerian gods. For whatever reason, it was never written what colors Vagar's scales, horns, claws, or fire was. George R. R. Martin was asked about Vagar's coloring and he had, and they were advised by George R. R. Martin's team that Vagar was, quote, bronze with greenish blue highlights and bright green eyes, quote. But we're going to definitely know the colors by the spring of 2022 when we see Vagar in House of the Dragon. Vagar was a very large dragon, and it is said that Vagar's breath was so hot that it could melt a knight's armor and cook him inside. By the time of the Dance of the Dragons, Vagar was a hardened survivor of a hundred battles and had grown almost as large as Beleriand the Black Dread. Along with the cannibal, she was one of the oldest and largest of the dragons in Westeros. 
Her roar was so powerful that it could shake the very foundations of Storm's End. Vagar's first rider was Queen Visenya Targaryen, and she was the older sister and wife of King Aegon I Targaryen, the first lord of the Seven Kingdoms. Her younger sister, Rhaenys, was married to Aegon as well. It was said that Aegon would spend ten nights for every one night with Visenya. Like her siblings, Visenya possessed the classical Valerian features. Long silver gold hair, which she often braided or bound up in rings, and violet eyes. She was said to have a harsher, more stern beauty than her sister Rainey's. She was voluptuous, sensual, and a passionate woman, but also serious and unforgiving. Some claim that Vizenya even dabbled in dark sorceries and played with poisons. She kind of reminds me of Daenerys in ways, you know, because um, Daenerys dabbled in dark sorcery. Vizenya, as the warrior goddess that she was, was comfortable in both silks and in ringmail. She wielded the Valerian Steel's longsword, Dark Sister, made slender for female hands. During Aegon's conquest, Vizenya flew Vagar to Stockworth where crossbowmen loosened bolts until the dragon lit up the roofs of the castle with fire. Following Aegon's first coronation, Visenya upon Vagar accompanied the Targaryen fleet, commanded by Daemon Valerion, to take Gulltown. In the Battle of the Waters off Gulltown, the Aryan fleet defeated the Targaryen fleet, sinking one-third of the ships and capturing near as many. Then, Vizenya descended and, and torched the ships of the Aran fleet. Afterward, Vizenya flew to Crackla Point, mounted to her fierce dragon, to accept many pledges of fealty from the local lords. She then flew Vagar to Stony Sept to link up with her siblings, their dragons, and Aegon's army. They traveled south, where all three dragons took part in the decisive Field of Fire the only battle in which all three of the Targaryen dragons took to the sky at the same time during Aegon's conquest. Together, Vagar, Meraxes, and Balerion, the Black Dread, killed 4,000 men, burning them alive, destroying House Gardener by root and stem. It was a victory for the Targaryens that will never be forgotten, and is the reason the Targaryen sigil has three dragon heads. Without a hint of fear, Vizenya flew Vagar to the Trident in the Riverlands, where she met Aegon and Rhaenys and their dragons to face the King in the North, Torrin Stark. Bran and Snow, the bastard brother of Torrin, offered to sneak into the Targaryen camp at night to slay the dragons. But the Northern King refused the attempt, and instead sent his brother as an envoy eventually bending the knee to the Targaryens and forever to be known as the king who knelt. Next, Visenya flew Vagar back to the Vale, where she landed her dragon in the inner courtyard of the Eyrie. When Queen Shara Arryn reached the courtyard, she found her young son, King Ronald Arryn, sitting on Visenya's knee, staring with excitement and wonder at Vagar. The little boy begged his mother for a ride on Vagar's back. Shara bent her knee and surrendered, and Ronald rode on Vagar, thrust about the summit of the giant's lance with Vizenya. During the Dornish War, 
After the devastating deaths of Rainies and Meraxes at Hellholt in Dorne, Visenya and Aegon burn every Dornish stronghold at least once, except Sunspear and its shadow city. During a two-year period known as the Dragon's Wrath, the Dornish tell a tale that the Targaryens refused to attack Sunspear because they were afraid that Princess Miriam Martell had purchased a device from Lys to slay Vagar and Balerion. But Archmaester Timothy suggests that the Targaryens intended to turn the other Dornish houses against the Martells. When King Aegon I died in 37 AC, Vagar lit the fire of his funeral pair. In 41 AC, when King Aenys I Targaryen named his eldest son and heir, Prince Aegon, the Prince of Dragonstone at his wedding, Visenya angrily left for Dragonstone. It was said that the moon turned as red as blood when Vagar flew past. Magor had claimed the crown on Dragonstone. Visenya accompanied him upon Vagar and crossed Blackwater Bay to King's Landing. The return of both Vagar and Balerion to King's Landing set off riots in the city. When the Faith Militant continued to resist Magar's reign, even after the losses they suffered at the Battle of the Stonebridge and the Battle of the Great Fork of the Blackwater, Visenya mounted Vagar and burned the seats of House Blantry, House Terrick, House Deedings, House Leicester, and House Wayne in the Riverlands within a single night. Visenya died on Dragonstone in 44 AC, leaving Vagar without a rider. Vagar remained unridden for 29 years after Queen, v- after Queen Visenya's death, spending much of that time on Dragonstone and later taking residence in the Dragon Pit in King's Landing. Prince Balon the Brave, after achieving knighthood, set out to follow his brother Prince Aemon and become a dragon rider, claiming Vagar. Prince Balon was the fourth-born child of King Jaehaerys I and Queen Alysanne. Vagar, along with Caraxes and Vermithor, burned the Dornish fleet that attempted to invade the Stormlands during the Fourth Dornish War. After the death of Balerion of old age in 94 AC, Vagar became the last of the three dragons who had fought in the conquest. Vagar became riderless again when Prince Balon passed away in 101 AC. Vagar's next known rider was Lady Lanon Valerian, who had become a dragon rider before the age of 12. According to the maester at Driftmark, the seat of House Valerian, Lena loved to fly. When Lena wed Prince Damon Targaryen, they flew up on their dragons across the narrow sea. Everywhere they went, huge crowds came to catch a glimpse of Vagar and Caraxes. After Lena gave birth in 116 AC, Damon brought both his own dragon and Vagar back to Westeros. Lena and Damon grew close with Damon's niece Rhaenyra Targaryen, and the three often flew together upon their dragons, Vagar, Caraxes, and Cyrax. Lena died in 120 AC. It is said that Lena attempted to reach Vagar in her final hour as to fly one last time, but she did not have the strength. Following Lena's funeral on Driftmark, Vagar once again left without a rider. And I'm going to read a quote from Fire and Blood. 
Dragonstone did have one thing King's Landing largely lacked, dragons. In the Great Citadel, under the shadow of the Dragonmount, more dragons were being born every time the moon turned, or so it seemed. The eggs that Dreamfire had laid on Fair Island had all hatched once on Dragonstone, and Raina Targaryen had made certain that her daughter made their acquaintance. Choose one and make him yours, the queen urged the princess, and one day you will fly. There were older dragons in the yards as well, and beyond the walls, wild dragons that had escaped the castle made their lairs in hidden caves on the far side of the mountain. Princess Arya had known Vermithor and Silverwing during her time at court, but she had never been allowed too close to them. Here she could visit with the dragons as often as she liked, the hatchlings, the young drakes, her mother's dream fire, and greatest of them all, Balerion and Vagar, huge and ancient and sleepy, but still terrifying when they woke and stirred and spread their wings. Here's another quote um, I want to read from Fire and Blood that's um, regarding Vagar when Vizenya was her rider. Jaehaerys Targaryen and his sons Aemon and Balon had been waiting as well, and as Morian's fleet beat its way across the Sea of Dorne, the dragons Vermithor, Caraxes, and Vagar fell on them from out of the clouds. Shouts rang out, and the Dor- Dornish filled the air with scorpion bolts, but firing at a dragon is one thing and killing it quite another. A few bolts gl- a few bolts glazed off the scales of the dragons, and one punched through Vagar's wing. But none of them found any vulnerable spots as the dragons swooped and banked and loosened great blasts of fire. One by one, the ships went up in gouts of flame. They were still burning when the sun went down, like a hundred candles floating on the sea. Burned bodies would wash up on the shore of Cape Wrath for a half a year but not a single living Dornishman set foot upon the Stormlands. So that is just one example of how strong Vagar was. Took a bolt, and of course, one of the most fiercest dragons and war experience just kept going. Kind of reminds me a bit of Drogon. When he got shot by that bolt from the scorpion, that Bronn shot off and um, shot Drogon in the shoulder and that was like probably one of my favorite scenes with Daenerys and Drogon that episode was amazing and I wish that the rest of the show had to go that great but of course it didn't but you know I have faith that we will get all that made up for in this next show that's coming like Vagar has a long story And it's a very interesting story. And the poor dragon was worn torn but kept going and was just so loyal to all her riders. And of course had a very sad ending, which I'll get into in part two of Vagar's story. The fact that she was tied up for 20 odd years on Dragonstone after Vizenya died. I mean, that's pretty sad, you know, just... That's a long time. I don't know if they let... Like, I wonder, did they let the dragons, like, fly and be free? Or were they just in the dragon yard and fed and 
taken care of, but not exercised or anything like that. Which I don't think is a way a dragon should have been treated. Just like Daenerys would say, a dragon is not a slave. And of course, they always did well on Dragonstone because of the volcano, which was called Dragonmount. And so maybe they would enjoy flying up to the volcano and spending some time there and flying free and hunting, doing what they needed to do. And they would stay strong and they would have hatchlings and they would continue to thrive when they were on Dragonstone. It's also sad, and I'm going to get into that in part two as well, about how I mentioned earlier Prince Daemond and Lena Valerion used to fly their dragons, Craxes and Vagar, together often. So like you would think that those dragons would have became bonded and close to each other because they were together so much. And then, of course... I'll get into in part two, but the ending is very ironic, and you'll hear about that in the next part, which will be soon. I was a little long getting this one up, um, and I apologize for that, but you know, sometimes I need a break, and I will get my episodes up as fast as I can. But I don't want to rush them. I want them to be good and I have to be in the mood and I have to have the energy in me to do the proper research. So that's why this episode took a bit longer to come out. But it's going to be good and there's still lots of dragons to talk about that I'm going to be getting into. And I thank you for listening to this episode and I will, of course, talk to you guys again soon. Have a great day or evening.